The Country Sport Breakfast with Brian Kelly on Gold Sport. Thanks to Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. Contact our rural sales advisors today. Colliersrural.co.nz we're heading to the land of hope and glory now, and I've got to say first off to Russell Hargraves, good morning and commiserations, Russell, on the cricket. Oh, mate, well, actually, I'm watching some cricket, Brian. Very good morning to you, but not that cricket. I'm actually at the over with my mates watching the T20 Blast, so we're actually watching Sam Curran teeing off for Surrey against Glamorgan. But weirdly, as we all arrived, nobody actually watched the start of the cricket that's live that we've paid for. Everybody <laughs> was in the bar, and they're everywhere, bars everywhere, beach screens everywhere. Everybody was watching the Ashes, so nobody actually went watched the live cricket we're here for till about an hour in, because we were just watching the end of what was a fantastic test and I was very lucky I was there in 2005 at Edgebaston covering that as a young reporter I was there when we obviously did the Aussies controversially right at the desk to set the tone for that Ashes series and everybody thought you know Edgebaston tight finish all these years on not to be fair play to Pat Cummins great play Nathan Lyon as well we did all we could very 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 close but well done to Australia and they take that 1-0 lead, mate. But I tell you what, what a series already and how close, how tight, how compelling will this be over the next seven or eight weeks? I can't wait. I thought it was absolutely brilliant and it couldn't really have been any closer, could it? No, it was absolutely brilliant. How's it going at the Oval? Is that match over yet, that 220 bash? No, 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 no. We are just uh, sort of... E- I've eased away to the gates to speak to you, the Jack Hobgate, <laughs> so I can speak to you with some decent degree of kind of lack of loudness and good phone reception. <laughs> but, yeah, sorry, absolutely. Wenfrey got 240-odd off their 20 overs. And, yeah, both Sam, both Sam and Tom Curran, both the brothers, went absolutely ballistic with the bat toward the end. And Sam doing some decent job with the, with the ball early on as well. So we'll see how it all pans out. I think sorry will yeah. win it. Glamorgan are doing the best they can, but um, if someone like Ben Stokes were to get injured, we know about his injury record. Watching Sam now, obviously a whiteboard specialist these days, I reckon if the emergency call came, a bit like Mo and Ali, I think on the evidence of what I've just watched, he may yet be able to help us. We've got some strength and depth, we shall see, but um, we'll chat a lot more, I know, about the Ashes in the coming yeah. weeks, won't we? We've got a bit more to talk about too, the golf too. We, that was an enthralling finish in the golf, so near yet so far for Rory. Oh, goodness me. The two things that haunt me was that four-foot putt at the eighth, which, you know, would have put him, I think, level at that point and just maybe given him that momentum to really kick on and break what was a very kind of stoic and, and very solid round of golf in very tricky conditions. I can't deny that, but didn't take that chance. And then obviously at 14, gets the element of the free drop because he's kind of buried in the in the building framework mm. of the bunker, gets the free drop, still doesn't make the par. Those two par fives, I think, were the difference. And, you know, Wyndham Clark's a brilliant story. I thought he's, he spoke so well about his late mum. He obviously has played so well in recent times, winning, to be fair, you know, a really big championship in the Wells Fargo not too long ago. He's a great collegiate prospect. He's a great player. And it's taken him a while at 29. This is not a kind of random champion. He is a very good player. But with Rory, mate, the stats are worrying, aren't they? It's now 3,200-plus days and counting since he won a major. It's 34 major tournaments since he won a major. Wow. Uh, it's nearly 10 years. It's over 12 years since he won the U.S. Open. You just start to worry, don't you? He's a great player. We've seen him blow up on, on the PJ Tour in recent weeks for various reasons. This one, the stars are kind of aligned, but he just couldn't do it again. Mm. Oh, you worry. You do worry. <laughs> he did really well. Sec- second out of 156 golfers is, is really good, isn't it? But when it keeps happening and happening and happening and happening and happening and you're that good and you're stuck yeah. on five and you've been stuck on it forever, you do worry. 
You do yeah, worry. I guess so. I guess so. At least his payday wasn't that bad. Hey, let's talk footy now. England's no, footballers. England's <laughs> footballers scored 11 goals in two matches and the summer transfer uh, window starting to hot up. So a bit going on in the world of football. Yeah, very much so. So we beat North Macedonia 7-0 last night, as you may have mentioned on the show, I don't know, and 4-0 against Malta a couple of days prior. So not two of the biggest sporting nations in terms of football, I grant you, but 11-0. Great to see Bukaya Saka from my team, Arsenal, get his first ever England hat-trick, his first actual professional hat-trick for the Gunners or for England. I thought that was absolutely great. So we're certainly humming towards Euro 2024 qualification with a few games to spare and some, which is absolutely great. And then, yeah, as you say, the summer transfer window, a couple of things to mention. Harry Kane, will he stay at Spurs? Real Madrid with a first team mentioned. Paris Saint-Germain, now really, really interested in trying to prize Harry Kane away and have a crack in the kind of latter part of his career away from the Premier League. We'll watch that closely. Uh, Arsenal have had a second bid for the England midfielder sort of Declan Rice turned down by West Ham today. 90 million, not enough. They need more money up front. The Hammers, can Arsenal do that? And then on top of that, Christopher Nkunku, brilliant young French striker. Chelsea, who bought 40, 50-odd players last season. Scattergun approach. Maurizio Pochettino in his new boss. £52 million pounds they've played to RB Leipzig by Christopher Nkunku today is this the start of a more strategic Chelsea approach not just buying players willy-nilly for the sake of it you know Pochettino coming in looking at new faces saying I want this guy I want that guy that's my strategy that's my actual long-term plan is this the start of the Chelsea revival for next season we shall wait and see it's been an interesting day Absolutely. And we'll finish with a bit of politics. Uh, and the MPs have voted brutally against Boris and, and Rishi sitting on the fence. Yeah, so wait for this. 354-7, the vote, oh. anti-Boris from the MPs. But to be fair, 225 either abstained or did not turn up for the vote. And the key point here is anyone who is a conservative politician has got in their constituency a lot of Boris supporters, particularly the right wing of the party, for whatever reason, they still love Boris. I think it's dwindling a bit because of the, the bravado, the buffoonery, the arrogance, everything that we've talked about so many times recently. But he still holds a fair bit of support. So if you're maybe a Conservative MP who votes against him, you could actually get stick from your own constituents back where you represent them from. So I think that's the reason, largely, that a huge number of Conservative MPs maybe stayed quiet. There's a few others who probably tacitly support him who didn't want to go against him but didn't want to be part of that seven who openly would have their names listed as voting against him. But 354 to 7 with 225 <laughs> saying not, not neither is a fairly damning indictment. But yes, Rishi Sunak was one of those 225 who did not go either way. He's saying matter closed and no more. A cowardly cop-out is Labour, the opposition's response, <laughs> saying, come on, be honest, step up. Uh, that's where we stand. But just to sum it up really quickly, you know, obviously we know everything that happened in 2020, the lockdown parties, Boris's bravado. He's been absolutely vilified by the report. We talked last week about how he resigned as an MP pre the report coming out. Had he stayed, not only would there have been a by-election, he would have actually been banned as, a, as an MP for 90 days. 
And that's yeah. basically unprecedented. So had he stayed, that would have happened. He didn't, he went. And on top of all of that, we've had this ridiculous new Conservative Party mingle while you jingle party <laughs> invite that's now been broken. So while this is going on, he's going, oh, I had no idea. I didn't think I was breaking the rules, blah, 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 blah. We have now seen there was an actual internal party invite sent while oh. everybody else was in lockdown, December 2020, and the party invite is mingle while you jingle for our Christmas party and all the pictures have come out. Mate, like, uh, honestly, yeah. what defence have you got? But for some reason, he still thinks he's been hard done to. He's still got his supporters. But even then, 354 to 7 says a huge amount. That's Absolutely. where we are. Never a dull moment in the world of politics, whether it's there no, or here. Not with Bojo. Or here. Not with Bojo. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Go back to the cricket, see how it's going. Nice to chat. Good to catch up, mate. Thank you for your time. See you next week. Bye. Russell.